This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with episode 286 of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And today we are going to talk about planning your weekly homeschool schedule. And um, got a lot of notes here and some downloads for you on the website. So I'm excited to get started. Your weekly homeschool schedule is probably one of the most important aspects of an easy flowing and on track homeschool year. Yet, I have a love-hate relationship with all things scheduled, and if truth be known, I'm a planner rather than a scheduler, but I had to resort to schedules when my kids were not accomplishing as much as we needed to get done each day. So I'm going to share with you some tried and true methods, the difference between schedules and routines, and how to mesh a free spirit with the paper trail that will validate that yes, you did homeschool this year. And so I want to thank our sponsor, The Well-Planned Gal, and you can uh, check out those planners that are so important and awesome for homeschool planning, and that would be wellplannedgal.com. There you can find all kinds of homeschool planners as well as their special planner that I love, and that's their prayer planner. I also have some links to check out from previous episodes, the best homeschool advice that will really give you an overview of planning for the year. And then um, I'm going to talk about how to scale that planning into a weekly schedule, um, as well as a homeschool mom's test, a podcast I did to discuss how uh, you can figure out what methods you kind of fall under um, a little bit more clearly. And that was a fun little test you can take to see where you tend to um, have more of a leaning toward And um, also, I want to remind you to share uh, this episode. You can go to VintageHomeschoolMoms.com, look for episode 286, uh, Weekly Homeschool Schedule, and you can share it with a friend and subscribe to this podcast and give me a star rating. I would so love you forever. Um, And uh, also, go check out the show notes. I'm going to um, talk to you about some scheduling planning sheets that I use. They are also going to be available in the August uh, planner. That's the August 2018 planner. So if you are on our email list at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, you will receive a link for that um, in August, uh, as well as um, some uh, PDFs uh, that you can download directly from the show notes site. All right, well, go grab a cup of coffee or tea or a glass of water and let's sit down and get started. I really wish I was sitting across from you so that we could plan this out together. And um, I know that I sat across from my kids when they were older and even my little kids. And we wrote down some things that we wanted uh, to learn that year. And that was important for us because if you have an idea of what your kids like and enjoy, Um, Or if you've got some that, you know, say they hate learning, period, 
you can fit in some things that will really pique their attention because kids are naturally curious. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that. Well, when you think about planning your homeschool year, for me anyway, I always think big picture. I think of my overall goals that of homeschooling, as well as some books and subjects that I want to cover. And then when I consider a weekly homeschool schedule, I have to break this up into manageable pieces that I can accomplish each day and ultimately get stuff done in a week that is going to translate into that 180 days that we need to homeschool. And depending on how old your kids are, it's either three hours a day, four hours a day, or five hours a day that schooling should take place. Now, I'm going to tell you, um, we are homeschoolers, meaning that homeschooling is not just what we did, it's who we were. So we learned everywhere. We had audios in the car. We learned grammar when the kids were younger. And, you know, I would say, okay, look out the window and name me an adverb or um, name me an adjective, you know, or whatever parts of speech, a noun, you know, a verb. And they had to do that. You know, when they were little, I would give them Um, Actually, it was all the way through middle school because they like this. Uh, We live in Southwest Florida where we have lots of tourists in the winter. And I would give them a state map and they would have to tally where people were from. And the map started out with all the names of the states. And then guess what? I would give them a blank map once they knew where all the states were and they would have to tally. And so we would do, um, like I said, all kinds of things. So we always did more than the required three, four, five. It just wasn't always at a desk. Um, Unless you are uh, like the Thomas Jefferson method, which is um, lots and lots and lots of hours of school. And I have friends that successfully used uh, TJ, as they like to call it. Um, And they did do school starting at eight or nine in the morning and going till three in the afternoon. And then they had lessons. So if you want more of of a rigorous curriculum, Um, you know, you can plan for that. Uh, But I just want to give those of you that may be thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know how we could accomplish five hours, um, just a little bit of a breather. Because also, when you're in the classroom, there is a lot of moving around. If they're in middle or high school, they're changing classes. Um, If they're in elementary, they're um, either taking a break or changing, um, you know, subjects or going to another room for another subject. So they are breaking up the day as well. Uh, so just keep that in mind as you school and don't get hypersensitive to the hours. Um, also, you can um, manage to plan well with a really good planner. So get one uh, that you enjoy and you like. And a lot of times I would use planning sheets and um you know, sheets that I came up with, but I really love the overall planners. And, um, you know, they also have, Well Planned Gal also has digital planners. So check that out. All right. So what, of course, I'm going to ask you to ask yourself questions. If we were sitting here, this is what I would do, because there's always questions I want to clarify before I start jumping in and telling you, um, you know, kind of like best tips that I have for my years of homeschooling. So the first is, Do you like specific schedules or are you a routine planner? And what's the difference? So schedules are going to be something like, you know, from 7 to 7.15, we're going to, um, you know, pray and do the Pledge of Allegiance and uh, do the calendar. Of course, I'm talking about younger kids here. And then from uh, 7.18, because of course, it's going to take a little bit of time to sit down and get your stuff out, right, to... um, 
maybe add 30 minutes to that. So let's let's do a rounding it off to maybe 7.45. That's not even close. But anyway, I'm just going through these times. Um, we are going to do math. And then we're going to switch and do another subject. So you can see that, and I'm going to give you a sample of this um, in the show notes, that it is very regimented and there are times when you are going to be doing these things. So what I did with my kids was I would give them the amount of time it should take to do these things. So let's say 15 minutes for prayer, um, 40 minutes for math, 30 to read, um, 35 minutes for language arts, uh, an hour for um, if we did history or science that day, and then whatever other um, subjects we were going to do. So they could check off beside that subject when they completed the work. And at the end of the week, um, we would have a checkoff list. So like, for example, for math, they would write down the pages that they did or the same thing for reading. And then you would have a separate um, reading list. So that, again, is um, important that you can keep tabs on all of that. I do want to say that for high schoolers, especially if your kids are going to play college sports, um, there is the NCAA.org as well as the NAIA, I believe it is, um, where they have requirements of what student athletes do. And we had to keep very specific records for each subject that we homeschooled, including books and goals and things like that. So, um, you know, it's important to keep records so you can go back and check these things or keep them as you're going along. And I'm going to be going on um, an interview on the Homeschool High School podcast that is part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And I'm excited about that because I'm going to talk specifically um, to playing sports and what I have learned uh, with college athletes. All right. So the question is, do you like specific schedules or are you a routine planner? If you like schedules, will you make an overall schedule of your homeschool day and then break it up for each of the kids? Or if you like routines, will you set up some daily routines and do that overall or for all of the kids? For example, today we are going to do spelling, math, reading, and science. Tomorrow we are going to do spelling, math, reading, and history. Uh, Wednesday we are going to do spelling, math, reading, and science. Thursday we're going to do spelling, math, reading, and history. And Friday is our catch-up day. So you would have routines of the things you're going to get done and not have specifics uh, such as page numbers and things like that. But you would have an overall idea of what you would need to accomplish for that week so you can get it done in that 180 days. And then if you like some scheduling or some routines, how will you combine that in your overall daily homeschool plan? And I'm going to give you some examples of that in a minute. Another question Does your student have extracurricular activities such as dance, art, music, lessons, or sports that they need to practice or train for? If so, you need to write that down on your schedule. Do you have multi-age children? I've included a screenshot of my daughter's homeschool planning sheets and how she incorporates the older children's school with with the youngers. And for example, um, if she's listening to someone read, she will have an older child uh, take a younger one and do some things during the day. So having specific school-only learning toys, especially for the younger kids, is a wonderful way to keep them occupied when you homeschool. We had certain things that the little ones could only do during school time, and I homeschooled high school with babies underfoot, and we were successful doing it. And I have a child that graduated from college in three years, Magnum Cum Laude, 
And um, I was homeschooling her high school while I had little ones. So it, it can be done. So once you answer these questions, it's easier to make a plan. And as you probably realize without me telling you, is that homeschoolers really fit into one neat little box. Um, Many things overlap. And besides school, we have a busy life as a mom with chores and obligations. And I'm going to share some ways to simplify this and hopefully take the stress away. So we are going to uh, take a quick break. um, And then when we come back, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a nightmare story about a math curriculum I used with my son. And also, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of some planning. We'll be right back. A planner is not a planner unless it is a well-planned planner. The well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris, is a homeschool mom who has a gift, and she shares her talents with us in her planner series. A few of the amazing planners available are the well-planned day, student planners, and even the high school four-year planner. The newest planner is the well-planned prayer planner with an all-in-one planner and organizer. Organize your day with a focus on placing God first. Journaling 101 as well as scripture verses permeate this beautiful book. Take it everywhere and you will have all the information you need at your fingertips. Best of all, it becomes a keepsake and a wonderful guide for making prayer a priority. This journal is truly life-changing. Visit wellplannedgal.com for more information. Hey everyone, welcome back to Vintage Homeschool Moms, episode 286. Remember, you can get the show notes at Vintage Homeschool Moms. Look for weekly homeschool schedule. All right, so the nightmare story. I remember getting a math curriculum for my son when I first started homeschooling, and it was horrible. So after about two or three months of just hitting my head against the wall, because it really didn't have manipulatives, and it was, you know, just a regular textbook kind of-ish thing. Um, I switched to one that had manipulatives, and I'm so happy I did. So don't think you are married into any one curriculum um, if it's not going to work for your son or daughter. So again, um, analyze as you're going along. If you need to make some changes, you can. And remember, you're not going to start at the beginning of the book. You're going to look to see um, what skills have been accomplished. And I did this every single year that I homeschooled. For those of you that uh, year-round homeschool, you're not going to lose as much as some of um, us that like to take a break during the summer. And that's where those fun activities and workbooks and I like to set up stations, um, especially when the kids were little, with things that they could do. And that was kind of like their games and their toys were a lot of learning toys. And I still have a lot of these things around the house. My daughter has taken some of these for the grandkids, but like the building blocks and things like that. Um, as well as the abacus. I had a huge abacus that uh, went all the way up to 100. So there's a lot of things that kids can do uh, to keep their skills up during the summer. So depending on the method you use, you're going to use a different emphasis on how you set up your day. For example, and I'm going to give you some, um, you know, there's several methods on how you can structure your week and then work on your daily schedule. And I'm going to Before I jump into scheduling, I want to talk about homeschool co-ops. And I have a love-hate relationship with co-ops as well, uh, because maybe you've guessed it or not, I'm an overachiever, and many times I would jump in and kind of take over and do the teaching and the planning, and so it got to be overwhelming. But I did like co-ops for teaching lab sciences such as biology, and especially when the children were younger with group projects such as history, 
Uh, for example, studying uh, like the colonial period of time, we did a medieval unit study that was amazing. Um, and we did in-depth creation studies um, on creation science. Uh, you can listen to the creationsciencepodcast.com for more information, um, as well as some podcasts that I am doing on the topic of creation. If you're involved in a co-op and um, your daily schedule is going to work a little bit differently, some co-ops are very involved where the main bulk of the teaching is completed at a paid facility. Um, some is a little bit less restrictive, like ones that parents run where maybe the co-op meets once every two weeks. So whatever works for you, and I, and I think that's probably why I got involved in planning because what I saw I didn't like. And I just wanted to meet a couple of times a month and not every week. So you have to see what works for you again. One thing I plan um, you know, to do in the future is a podcast on the role of a homeschool teacher and teachers in general. We are really facilitators, someone who engages a child in learning in a way that's interested, interesting, enticing, and really appeals to a child's natural curiosity to learn. You know, we all hear stories of teachers that love to blow things up to gain the kids' attention. And we as moms have so much on our plate that we think, oh my gosh, this is too much. But one bit of advice um, that I'm going to recommend right now before I do that podcast, because I'm going to share with you some really fun attention-getting types of things that you can use to spur on a child's creativity or attention. Um, but I just want to let you know that if you allow your child to have some time uh, to explore the things that interest them, and you can provide some things for them to learn. Again, if you have someone who likes to build, giving them some blocks. If they like to create, start keeping recyclables around, and you can give a child a bag of recyclables and, and a pack of tape. And I know it makes a big mess. Um, but you would be amazed at how much fun they would have with that. You can use bags of pasta and glue and make some amazing art projects just with that. So, um, you know, again, I'm going to get um, into some more of that in another podcast. Um, and so that would be a fun thing um, to do with kids. But it's also uh, remembering that we as teachers are to inspire children to want to learn and when I talk about schedules, it just kind of gives me this, oh my gosh, glassy-eyed, you know, it's going to be so boring if we're trying to recreate the, the school in our home, and we don't want to do that. Um, if you're not using a set curriculum, you need to look at what you would like to accomplish for the week and break it down into days. Obviously, if you're on home, unschooling, uh, your schedule is going to look different. It's going to be surrounding a child's interest as the basis of study. I'm going to give you an example of, it's kind of an unschooling-ish type of a thing that we did with my kids. I am not a, you know, um, a, an unschooler by any means. I, it's just not in my nature. I love it in theory, uh, again, because it's going to appeal to the child's interests. But um, I wanted to teach my kids to cook. So again, I was the facilitator of this activity. And one of the things we did was we planned, and I let the kids do this, you know, what kind of foods do you want to learn how to cook? Um, we're going to plan a day when we're going to shop. We're going to make a list of things we need. We're going to collect recipes. We're going to experiment. Uh, we're going to look at the chemistry of foods and mixtures. We're going to look at temperatures and how they affect cooking. And then we're going to look at nutrition and food and in the effect of the body. So that would be an example of what I wanted to accomplish. And a lot of that 
of all I just listed here, and again, on the show notes, um, you can get those on vintagehomeschoolmoms.com, episode 286. Um, you can see it, you know, the things I listed. But here would be an example of a one, two, three, four of, of taking that and planning it. So Monday would be decide what you want to cook, collect different recipes and compare them and make a list of ingredients. So we're focusing on one or two things maybe. On Tuesday, you're going to study the nutritional effects of the ingredients and how to make it healthier. And you're going to look at the list and maybe edit the list to try to figure out how you can make it healthier. For example, if something calls for vegetable oil, you may want to switch out coconut oil, uh, you know, an unflavored coconut oil, which would be a healthier version. Uh, Wednesday, you're going to look at temperatures that you need to cook. You're going to study the effects of chemical reactions on food. So if you're making ba- mixing something with baking powder and, and um, baking soda, what is the difference between those? Uh, my daughter made biscuits one time with baking soda instead of baking powder, and they were horrible. Um, just different properties, but we use baking soda in homemade cookies. So it depends on if you want it uh, to, you know have different textures. And on the the number four would be Thursday and Friday, we're going to purchase and create various versions of the recipe. We're going to tweak it and we are going to enjoy it. So that gives you an example of what you could do if you just have a overall goal of what you do. Well, unschooling is allowing your child time to explore a subject or area of interest. Those who do it well have a loose organization of skills that can be compiled before after your child has done, you know, experimented, researched, or learned. And um, again, those who use Thomas Jefferson or classical method will have to purchase specific books or studies. And, you know, that would, a well-planned day is filled with reading and study that builds upon itself year after year. So again, you would um, plan that out and I'm going to go through a specific weekly homeschool schedule that pretty much will adapt Um, to anything except maybe Montessori and unschooling. Another method is unit studies. So what would you do for unit studies and how would you plan your week? Unit studies, your days are going to look different. You're going to have Monday, Wednesday schedule as well as a Tuesday, Thursday schedule that are days for reading or hands-on projects. Friday might be a catch-up day. With unit studies, you're going to incorporate routines such as daily math and perhaps reading. Or your reading and writing will surround your subject topics. Unit studies are immersion at its best. And a study of a topic such as American history or government with a culmination of a visit to a history museum or political office in town would be fun for the kids. Um, If you did a government lesson, one of the things I would recommend is do it on an election cycle. And that is really fun. And then you could Um, have the kids do some hands-on things or even have a mock election um, at home. Um, It can center on curriculum, if you like. There's unit study curriculum out there. For example, uh, my creation science uh, curriculum. Uh, Creation science is kind of a general overview of creation. And then there's creation geology, creation astronomy, and a creation anatomy. Uh, So you can look at those books at the Media Angels Membership. Uh, dot com as well as um, um, Amazon if you want some printed versions of the book. Our specific homeschool schedule is if you're using books or textbooks or even if you're using um, unit studies and I have the planning sheets on um, the show notes, um, look at how many hours you're going to homeschool. Are you going to do three, four, or five? And then you're going to take that and divide it 
by your day? How is that five hours going to be distributed? So number one, what days will you homeschool? You're going to homeschool Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday with Friday as a catch-up day, or six-week study and one-week break or year-round. So once you have that figured out, you're going to decide on your daily routines or daily subjects. So like, for example, a routine might be pray each morning, Bible reading, or copy verse and journal. Um, When my kids were little and they were eating breakfast, that is when we did our devotionals. While they were eating, um, I would read to them. And we could even uh, continue on. A lot of times we would continue on into the next lesson of reading. If we were reading a history uh, unit study or we were reading some period of history, I might read something along those lines. And if the kids get done eating quickly, because you have some of those, then I would give them, um, you know, something to color. I would always have a pack of uh, paper that was um, accessible to the kids during school because some kids um, can really go through a ream of 500 pages very easily. I always bought uh, bulk paper. So we bought a case of, uh, you know, copy paper that the kids had access to, and then they could draw something and then put those in their book, or we would put them up on the wall that had to do with the lesson. Um and then I'm, I'm going to do another whole podcast on journaling, which I think is really important. And it is an amazing, um, you know, it's an amazing keepsake. I've gone back and found uh, kids' journals as we've been cleaning out the schoolroom. And um, it's really sweet to go back and, and see some of their entries. The third is, what subjects do you want to cover each day or every other day? So like math probably is going to be daily. Uh, same thing with science or history depending. Uh, Reading is daily. Writing, language, arts, spelling, vocabulary, would that be two or three times a week? Um, Other subjects that you want to break up are history, science, music, art, or physical um, education. Um, If your kids are going out, jumping on a trampoline, that's PE. Yes, you can do um, more of a routine and uh, have it scheduled out. My kids played sports so much that a lot of their physical activity was in the sports that they played. Uh, health is typically half a year, either a first or second semester. And then technology, I'm really excited. Um, to, I'm hoping to have a technology podcast um, coming up and you could use coding or technology in the classroom. So some things to look for. Uh, number four is additional assignments. What kind of projects are you working on and are you leaving time for that? Projects such as science or history fair, uh, which would be really in the first half of the year. Uh, writing or term papers. Uh, when are those due? Uh, look at that and give the children time to work on that. If they are training or practicing, schedule your children's practice time in. For example, if they have piano lessons, uh, something like that. Or create a family schedule of important events that are coming up. Um, holidays or special events. Make sure that you are planning for those. Uh, you're going to schedule planning time if you want to take off during the year to plan. Uh, Truthfully, I never did that. I did it on the weekends um, because I never could afford to take a couple of weeks off just because of our busy schedules. Um, So if there was any kind of tweaking, I would do that on the weekends. Uh, Plan for um, things you're going to do during the holidays. I remember like our Christmas break, I always loved studying the composers um, and doing a lot of arts and crafts that we use to give for gifts. I have some great podcasts on Um, some things that uh, gifts that kids can make. And you can find those links on Vintage Homeschool Moms 
And then also you're going to have those special events, like if there's a dance recital or if there's a sports playoff, you're going to have those um, on your weekly calendar when they happen so that you know to make time for that. And then birthdays and family celebrations are also going to be on that calendar um, when it is that week. So be sure to print out the schedule sheets on the podcast page. And I know it's difficult when I'm talking to you and we don't have those planning sheets right in front of you. So hopefully uh, you were able to grab those and print them out and uh, you could see how I was working on um, planning my day. I hope that has helped you. And again, remember that you care about your kids, you love your kids, and as long as uh, you guys are all on the same page, and even if you're not, you know, I, I'm just going to give you a tiny bit of vintage homeschool moms advice. A couple of things. Number one, if your kids play sports, don't threaten that they're not going to get to go to practice or anything um, if they don't do their work. I know a lot of parents throw that out, and then um, mom or dad vetoes it. I remember sitting... Um, in the stands one time when a young boy um, got a bad grade on a test and his dad made him sit out and it was a championship game. And I was very impressed that the father was strong enough to do that. And this child um, ended up graduating with honors as playing uh, baseball and um, at a college and has done fabulously well since then. Um, But it was difficult for the other kids. And so while it's an amazing life lesson, and like I said, I really commended the dad and did tell him that, um, you know, the child was, you know, it was was a difficult thing. Use a different form of punishment um, that will work. And um, one of the things that works beautifully these days is what I call the devices. Um, Parents, you are in charge. You pay the bill. Um, you can unplug the cable. You can take away phones. Um, you know, you are in charge. And then the other last bit of vintage homeschool mom's advice is that you need to let your kids know how much you love them and don't expect them to be thankful. Um, every once in a while, my grown kids will complain about something homeschooling. And I get my feelings hurt. And finally, I asked my one son who tends to tease about that a lot. um, I said to him, would you really have rather have gone to school? And he looked at me and he said, no, not at all. And I said, well, why were you complaining about, you know, whatever? And he goes, I don't know. You know, it was just, you know, he didn't really think about it as hurting my feelings. So, and he said to me, he goes, well, someday, um, you know, I want my kids to be homeschooled. So. Get clarification from your kids, you know, if, if you, um, you know, are unsure and, and talk to them. Because one of the best things about homeschooling is we really get to know our kids. We get to know our hearts. We get to plan not just what they're going to learn each day, but what character we want them to have and, and the legacy that we want them to uh, bring to their families. And we can teach the best by example. All right, went on longer than I expected or planned, but God bless everyone. Take care. Again, the show notes are on Vintage Homeschool Moms. Look for episode 286 and its weekly homeschool schedule. Take care. God bless and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.